podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi guys, the Non-League Treatment Room have partnered up with Pathways Coventry. Pathways is a men's mental health support group who meet up for weekly meetings, local walks, daily check-ins, regular mountain walks and more. Men's mental health is so important and we need to break the stigma that men can't talk about how they feel. Men need to know it's okay to talk about their feelings and what they're struggling with. And Pathways is a group that can support you. Check them out on Instagram at pathways underscore cov. Thank you. Hello everyone, welcome back to the non-league treatment room with me, Cookie. As always, Davo is alongside me. How are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Are you? Yeah, not bad. Back for another one and it's... Uh, a banger today. It is a banger. He's been mentioned in probably every single episode we've yes, done. Because he is a legend in football. I'm putting it out there straight away. <laughs> putting it out there straight away. Um, if, you're, if you're listening for the first time, welcome. If, you've, uh, if you want to go and look at our previous episodes, go and check them out because we've had some brilliant guests on. Um, and also follow our social media because that's where you can keep up to date with all uh, the episodes and guests that we've got coming on. Um, what else have we got coming up? What else uh, have we got going on? We've got a giveaway, ain't we, Cookie? We have got a giveaway with our partners, Tread Socks. So we have, got, have a giveaway to win a £15 voucher, um, which you can spend on some lovely grip socks. So if you uh, head over to our social media, you can uh, enter that by liking, sharing, commenting. They're very all, good as well, because I use them myself. Stuff. Yeah, I use them for golf. Do you? Great. Not for me, mate. <laughs> Uh, let's get him in let's do it yeah in the treatment room today we have a midfielder who has racked up well over 600 career appearances and more experience playing in league two and the top of non-league football rising up through the levels and being a well-established player an absolute legend in football and we've got to hear his story today please welcome kyle stora how are you stars all right boys how are we doing very good? good, mate. Yeah, good to be here, boys. Good to be here. Good. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but we've got you here. Yeah, <laughs> finally. I think uh, every, like you say, every uh, person that pops up, uh, my name gets mentioned. Um, I'm not sure what everyone's expecting, but <laughs> got fingers, a lot to say. Fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, don't disappoint. That, that's good. How are you? Good. You good? Yeah, you're still good, playing, yeah. so. Come yeah. straight from coaching the yeah, old Yeah, straight lad. from coaching. Um, busy. Um, obviously, don't stop now. You know, obviously, drop down to part-time now, but kids are full-time, ain't they still? And, <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, um, doing, doing my coaching stuff. So, yeah, yeah very uh, very hectic, but all good, mate. All good. Nice, nice. Um, we always start with a question. What does football mean to you? What does football mean to me? Um, well, the easiest answer would be everything, but um, it's probably a little bit more. Um, than that it's all I've known since you know four or five years old um, you know my dad drumming into me I had to pass the ball you know I had to receive um, and then you find your own feet when you get to a certain age and, and you go on your own journey um, which is which has been great so to answer your question everything and more yeah, I saw that because obviously you've experienced it being full time part time non-league football league mm. like experienced it all in a sense it's a massive roller coaster of like emotions journeys yeah. everything can it so that goes into that goes into it but, so yeah. we, we, we want to take you all the way back if we can Stoz so it's a long long time ago it is mate <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't where, did it, where did it all start mate can you remember <sighs> what you, like Sunday league that sort of stuff mate wherever you feel so appropriate. I, I, I can remember my first ever sort of training session was um, 
it was actually my brother, he was playing, he's five and a half years um, older than me, and he was playing for Bedworth Eagles down at Nicholas Chambers School. Okay. And um, we took, obviously, my parents took, took him down for his session. Um, I see him kicking the ball around and stuff, and I said to him, Dad, can, can I get involved? I, was, I think I was like five or six or something like that. He said, no, no, you're too young, too young, too young like this. Um, and obviously pestering him, tapping on his back, saying, get me involved, get me involved. Anyway, he chucked me in. The coach was like Simon Bennett at the time. He, he was at uh, Bedworth United. You might know him. Um, he said, I'm not sure. He's, he's too small. My dad said, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. Anyway, chucked me in the session and Simon come back and said, look, I don't want to tell you, but he was the best player in the session. Um, and that was at five or six. Um, so yeah, from from an early age, it was you know that and just just enjoying it, uh, playing with friends, you know, um, out the back, you know, on my own, kicking a ball against the wall, you know, no Xbox, no Playstations, yeah. then or nothing like that. So yeah, just just enjoying it from a young age. So that, so going all the way back to probably about five or six, really, that's where it all started. Superb. What about when did it start getting a bit serious in terms of like academy stuff? Where did that sort of when and you sort of getting noticed by coaches and clubs and oh come and have a trial here, come and have a trial there, and you know that decision to then sign for a academy. Where did yeah, that sort so of come be, in? before the academy process, it was obviously your school of excellence, which was everywhere. Um, like I told you, I'm going back a few years now. <laughs> um, we had a few people mention the school. Of, yeah, yeah. so obviously the, the School of Excellence turned into the academies eventually or I think it was down to grading of their facility or whatever it was um, but the first one was Leicester um, I can remember playing for NC Sports which was my dad's team on a Sunday we were playing against Chetwin Squirrels over Paulsland um, and all the games were off it was waterlogged but we had to win to sort of go top of the league or something so my dad was desperate to get the game on um, and we and they were near the bottom I think we were five and they lost score two um, uh, and this Leicester scout his name was Tim Ashton um, he was walking around he had a big Leicester coat on he was walking around he was speaking to my dad obviously he didn't know he was my dad he said look the kid with the red boots on like yeah. um, my dad was like yeah he's a decent player obviously talking about me he said uh, I'd like to offer him um, a, a four week trial at Leicester he was actually looking for an under 15s game but it got called off so again you know right place yeah. right time yeah, yeah. definitely um, and they offered me a four week trial at Leicester um, this was at under I think it was nine so I might have been under 10s or eight under nines or something like that um, yeah and that week I went into Leicester um, yeah and signed after my second second week um, and I was there till I was 15 I think 15 yeah that's mad so the school of excellence great background great foundation for me um, so yeah from the age of nine I think we were training sort of twice a week and Leicester were going through the development of from School of Excellence to Academy. So with a School of Excellence, you could still play for your district, your counties, that sort of thing. Um, and your schools, as long as you wrote down, you know, your allotted game time, what you did and stuff, mm. um, and be, you were monitored. Um, so you weren't playing too much. But like, even at under 10s, 11s, your diet come into it, they started looking at your diet and really? stuff. And you, just think, you started thinking, right, 12, 13, 14, you've got to start, you know, developing into, you know, what they expect. Uh-huh. it was good it was a good foundation so, so you being a coach now as well Stars are you seeing a big difference in the way it was when you were younger to what the kids have got now do you think yes um, even so obviously I do the academy at the Nuneaton Borough now um, and they have education programmes yeah. and, and the football side of it um, back in the day you, you know I say to these kids, the kids at the time now and I even do sort of lessons with them where I'm saying you don't understand what you've got in front of you this was never an option mm. it was never on the table as soon as you left school you were either good <laughs> enough for an academy or, or, or a first team or you wouldn't you have to go and get a job yeah. you know and I wish I had that because I left school you know real education because I just thought I was going to play in the Premier League like you know mm. most kids do um, 
and, and and that was that. So I wish now, looking back, we had that option where I could still get my education, even though if football don't take off, I could still go and get mm. you know A levels in sports science or A levels in whatever it is um, they want to do. So yes, a massive difference in what's on offer now for for mm. kids definitely. How did you find your academy experience and stuff like that? I loved it, to be honest with you. Um, I, when, at first, when I first went in, I didn't think I was good enough um, in terms of obviously not being a local Leicester lad. You see all these kids from Leicester, they all know each other, they all play for the same Sunday league teams and, and they got that sort of network um, where I was sort of almost a loner, almost like, mm. you know, here you go, you're shoved into a squad of 16 at 10 years old and here you go. Um but as it developed, I was obviously, you know, got to be one of the main players in every age group I was at um, and had some unbelievable experiences. You know, even I, I think at 14, we went, went and played in the Dallas Cup, um, yeah. you know, over, over in Texas. Yeah. We, we, uh, I think we won every game for two years and then um, Adidas paid for us to go there because uh, okay. the Premier League paid for us to go there. And when I look back at that now, you look at the programme that we've got, my dad's got, and, you know, West Ham under 18s were in there, Joe Cole, Rio Ferdinand, Frank Lampard, wow. all them. Um, yeah. You know, we'll come on to a little bit of a story about that later on. Um, but just things in, like, Atlas FC, that like, the Mexicans, they win it, and you're looking through who's in the programme now, you know, and see who's made it, and there's loads of people that yeah. have made made the step up into professional football and stuff, and it's just great to have, and obviously it'll probably be worth something now, do you know what I mean? But it's, you know... Um, brilliant for my dad to keep hold of and just flip through every now and then so some great experiences really I met some great people um, and like I said we'll touch on to it a bit later but football is the best networking system you can have the people you meet in football no matter what happens after football you can yeah. always pick the phone up to that person and you'll always need someone who's been, been in the game no matter what you do yeah no definitely right it comes down to everything even like we're doing this podcast the amount of people who have helped us out managers, players yeah is in the real really I mean and stuff though it can I think just like you said, yeah, football, great network. Well, we love a little name drop as well, don't we? So you've talked about the players that you played against. Do, was there anyone in your side, Stotts? That was... um, so the, the, the lads that actually made um, very good careers, obviously Richard Stearman yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was one. Steers, yeah. um, <coughs> so a really good mates with Steers. Um, Louis Dodds, who went on to play for Port Vale, Shrewsbury. Um, I, can't, I think he's still playing somewhere now, um, but he, he's had a good career. There was a guy called Levi Porter. He played first team at Leicester. Um, I think he went off the rails a little bit. So, mm. but the, the actual side we had was, you know, quite gifted. Um, and and to go along with it, they're good people. Do you know what I mean? I still speak to Steers now, Louis now. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was decent for that because um, really out of every age group, you'd probably get maybe one. Yeah, yeah that's it. It's um, you know, I didn't make it as in top pro like Steers or anything like that, but. You know, made a certain level and, and been consistent throughout, so that was pleasing. So you look, you look probably through that group, probably three or four, has sort of had, had decent careers. And were you always a centre midfielder as well? Starts, yeah, like, but towards were... my time at Leicester, they were playing me at the back, centre centre back. So we actually went to Dallas, um, and I played centre back. I was playing in front of stairs, and it was me and him. Even though he was quicker and stuff, I always yeah. thought technically I was I was better because I was obviously playing midfield, but. Um, you know, he was very quick and stuff. So he, he had that. I've never had pace. He had, had to try and read the game, but yeah. Towards the the end of my time at Leicester, I was playing sort of um, centre back. Or I didn't really enjoy it too much. Or you get that little bit of time to sort of read the game a little bit more. But I enjoy the chaos in midfield. Do you know what I mean, if you can find yeah. space in chaos, it's like make make sure you step above everyone else. And mm-hmm. your thinking time is short. And so if you can little balls around the corner, little one twos, just be clever with it. And 
um, I think that puts you a step of the head I love that space in chaos <laughs> I yeah, love that yeah not <laughs> spread out in a bunch in it yeah man. yeah <laughs> Quick message about one of our sponsors, Tread. Tread offer top quality grip socks for all types of sport, available in a range of different colours. Tread won't let you slip. Check the link out in our bio on social media or check out treadsocks.com and use code PODCAST at checkout for 10% discount. So you, you said you left at 15, so... I'm guessing you didn't get like a scholarship or anything like that. So, what was the reason for? Probably my biggest regret in football, although what? there's Talk not many. Because you know, I look back at my career and I think um, I've enjoyed it. It's been a long, 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 long ride. Um, but there's not too many regrets. But that is probably one of the biggest regrets. Um, I just left. Okay. Um, so basically, my mum and dad split up when I was 12. Um, and horrible divorce. To be fair, went. To Caught a lot. Wanted to live with my dad. Football with my dad. My dad. Mm. And my brother was going with my mom and all this. It was it was chaos. But I played on it a little bit. Um, but then when I get to 15, 16 and I start missing training sessions, um, my dad can't get me there because something's popped up. He's got to deal with this. He always got to go to a court hearing. Always got to do this. I found it, it. It was a stress on my dad, and I could see it, and it was hurting him. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I thought I'll have a night off here, a night off here. And then when I went in, weren't playing. And I couldn't work out why, and I couldn't get my head around it. Um, then we had a coach called Phil Starbuck you probably know him he was mm-hmm. he played for Forest and the Cluffy European okay, Cup right, all that yeah. right. um, but he, he was the he was the coach at Leicester at the time and he weren't playing me at all and we didn't really see eye to eye not like I'll matter to him like, but, um, but for me at the time it was it was important um, and I just left just on, on my own accord just left uh, at, at 15 um, and I thought you know what there's, there's more to life than this mm. Massive, massive regret because I think I would have got something there. Do you know what I mean? Um, John Rudkin, who's, who's still there today, he's doing a great job there. He, he liked me. Um, you know, all my coaches, apart from the one, um, liked me. Um, I was playing playing regular before that, that stage. But just lost just lost that sort of love for it. Do you know what I mean? I was mm. going down the park when my mate's getting pissed. And, yeah. You know, or was it 2020 Lambrini? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I had the stereo pl- ghetto yeah. blaster on my shoulder. I thought I was the man. Do you know what I mean? Like having a fight, having a scrap. Do you know what I mean? It, all, all, that, all that stuff. Um, girls, everything, and you just think, you know, like, look at what a waste now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? What a waste. You know, I'm telling my boys as they grow up, listen, you're doing this. I'm telling yeah, you, you're yeah. doing this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I played on, I played on it a little bit, um, and I wish that because they're the most important years at like 15, 16, 17. They're the mm. most important years if you're going to make a, a certain grade. Um, and, I, and, and I went and, and left and went and played for Bedworth because we had most of my mates were in the Bedworth youth <coughs> team at the time. You know, Lee Moore. Um, had played oh, Stuart Coleman, Sean Thomas, um, Sean Gormley, Kyle Rhodes. We had a great, great team to be fair. And we're playing in the uh, Midland Football League. Yeah. And we had West Brom and Villa and all that, and then we won it. So I mean, we won it. So I went and played with them. But then I got into the first team really quick. I think just before my 16th birthday, I think I made my debut uh, wow. against Shepshed. So it was uh, Billy Oliver's manager at the time. Yeah. And um, yeah, he, he gave me gave me a shot at sort of I think 15 and well, nearly 16. So, although you've left the professional ranks almost, um, you've sort of made a quick step up in non-league. But it's gonna—it was gonna be the long route then. That is a um, quick step, by the way. Fifteen years old. Yeah. I remember the side we had at Bedworth. Had, to be fair, they had a good side. They had obviously Scott Adeline, Guy Adeline were playing centre mids. Guy was in sort of prime, yeah, uh, prime at the time. We had Lee Everett, centre half legend. Yeah, down here. Um, yeah. Um, who else did we play? Uh, Martin Crowley, left back. Yeah, we had, 
Cudworth as well. We, we had decent, decent players. Robbie Beard up top. Drew, he was still playing. Ian Drew was still really playing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so that's when I first started. All them characters in that dressing yeah, room. So yeah. to break into that was like big. Do you know what I mean? It was a massive, massive grounding for me. But they, they you know, brought me up as a man, really. Do you know How did you find that step up? Into yeah, I was like going to say, was there a massive difference from your Leicester days coming into non-league? In, in terms of, I think you'd never get out of me how to play football because I've got my own opinion yeah. of how to play football. Uh, even in certain scenarios, I sort of way, way above my years in terms of that, even when I was a kid. So I knew when to turn it, I knew when to play feet, I knew when to hook it on. Mm. So no in terms of football technical side of it, but physicality was like whew, big. Mm. My dad used to say to me, you know, you're a, you're a boy in a man's shirt, do you know what I mean? But you'll get there, you'll get there. Mm. And I, it, was a, it was a long road, do you know what I mean? You know, even things like throwing down the line, I'll go up to head it and I'm there, I can see it. And someone's beat me in the air, I'm thinking, oh, I'm there. Mm. But just that physicality, like knowing how to use your body at the right time and... Um, it eventually come, do you know what I mean? And, and it, but it, it was a great foundation for me in, in non-league. Did you find aggression by playing in non-league? Did you find aggression that where, in non-league? What a question that is. Did, you were dying to ask that. I yeah. see you looking down at your eye back then. Uh, did, that, did that bring it out in you? Um, do you know what brought it out in me? Probably. Or did you have it at Leicester as well? Good question. Um, but I'd probably say non-league because of understanding and it took me a while to get this but understanding what winning on a Saturday means to people paying mortgages paying things mm. it, it's their life in the, professional, in the professional ranks mm. it's okay well we've lost the game we move on Yeah, you're in Monday morning but you know they work all week mm. and they train Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday and they come to that Saturday and everything's on that you know it might be a, a win bonus of 50 quid and at the start no but then when you start speaking to people when you lose a game and like Guy Adler's got you by the throat in the dressing room, you <laughs> fucking blah, 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 blah. Then you start understanding quick. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So probably, yeah. Pro- I'll probably say non-league and just that winning mentality. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Fact, no, that's fact. It's, well, it's, was that the first question anyway? <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, it, just, it just come to my head and I thought, okay, was this, was this a connection in terms of... Because pe- people I know... Think you gotta, pe- I think you've got to be aggressive to be a football player. People who know you, you obviously, you, you do have a fair few red cards. Yeah, yeah. So I was just wondering when that sort of was it always instilled in you, or was there a point where it just something clicked and you thought I need to be more aggressive, I need to be more bang bang. This is I'm defend, you know I'm. Yeah, I think I think this is my house your, sort of thing. You look at your sort of deficiencies in your game as well. Like obviously we were speaking before, I've never been quick, so you need to make that up elsewhere. So either thinking quickly, like space and chaos, that sort of thing, yeah. or go and leave one on someone. Do you know what I mean? To, yeah. You know, yeah. If he's a quick striker, leave him on, and so he's, he's not coming back at you. Um, yeah. It's a game of mentalities as well, isn't it, football? Yeah. So, well, I, I just want to say I've watched you play a number of times live, um, and touch wood, I've I've not seen an, like a red card. We come and watched you play against. I saw some aggression in that game. Oh, I didn't. I've seen him get his nose. Uh, Col- absolutely Colton bust Town. Up. Colton, yeah, yeah, Colton. yeah. He knows yeah. bust up. Yeah, it's still bust up. Can you see? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. carried on though, didn't you? I've yeah. well, had to. I've seen the subs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I've watched you play, it's been. I, I, I remember you for a certain pass or for something. Oh, yeah, something that you did like quality, receiving like. the ball under pressure, um, finding a way out of a tight area. So I, I've never seen I've never seen you yet sent That's off. quite good. So it, it is a quick. You might have stats here. Um, Go on. But out of I think I played nearly 730 games. How many red card, How many red cards you reckon? In 730. Yeah. 
I'm putting, go on, Cookie, you go. I'm putting 30 out there. What? I reckon. No. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say nine. Mm. I reckon it's eight or nine. Oh. Yeah. And I've got two oh, last off. season. <laughs> so the actual so that, reputation yeah. or the stereotype in me of oh, he's yeah. sent off, he's sent off, he's sent off. It's actually not. You look at that on a piece yeah. of paper, 730 games, nine red cards. Yeah, yeah. Now yellow cards is a different story. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, there. there's thousands of them. They're acceptable they're though, aren't they, to an extent? <laughs> they miss you a few, said, number 10 quid, number 10 quid. <laughs> hey, it's gone up now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Jesus Christ. So, but yeah, it, it, I think it's around eight or nine. Might be one or two out. Um, but yeah, the uh, it winds me up a little bit, the red card situation, because I think, well, to play that many games, and to be sent off only sort of eight or nine times when people think, for example, yeah, yeah, cards. no, yes, yeah. If I got sent off 30, I'd be in prison, would not I? <laughs> <laughs> GBH. Is bad, there any, bad shout from me. Is there any, I know this is going to sound a silly question, right? But is there any that you've had where you've thought that was worth a red because, like, it was a last ditch tackle and you had to bring a man down? Do you or? know what? I've, been, I've, I've never been sent off a, a last ditch tackle, I've never been sent off a descent. Okay. They're all either a tackle where it's like a two foot tackle yeah. or it's a yellow yellow yeah, yeah. basically so um, they're, all t- they're all tackles all, all yeah. two foot tackles or not obviously meant to be two foot tackles no. but fucking hell I got brought up hey, listen if you pull out you're going to get injured yeah, yeah, so yeah. fucking leave one in I'd rather injure someone else than injure myself do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, that's mate. the way it goes I agree um, there's, there's a couple where you, you know this day and age you put in you, like 10 years ago I'd got away from them yeah, oh, mate. So yeah. that's the hardest part of the game for me to accept yeah, yeah. yeah. you know in the, when I was playing in the conference um, last season on Solly, I got sent off, um, I think, yeah, sorry, a year before, I got sent off against Chesterfield and Hartlepool. And I just thought, they're never, ever red cards, ever. Straight reds? Straight reds, yeah. And I just said, they're, ne- they're not red cards. Both both going in two feet, I've come out with the ball one stay down. Because it's in front of someone's bench, oh, I've yeah, yeah. reaction. It's ch- and has changed. Get assessed every game, ball, yeah. you're gone. Oh, yeah. Cheers, thanks. Yeah. You know, a lot of pressure on referees nowadays. You'll never, you'll yeah. never. And I got sent off at Wrexham. It was my last game at Solihull, two hundredth game at Solihull. Got sent off at Wrexham. Uh, actually, won the ball. So the ball, we tried to play it. We one 0 down. Keepers rolled the ball out. Tried to play out. Took half a bad touch back into me. Luke Young there midfield. He's he's coming. He's got run onto the ball. What he's going to do is try to smash the ball against me. But I'm reaching. I can see Goodge there. Yeah. So I'm reaching. I'm like slid tackle and tie poked it to him. And he's at the bottom of my foot. Straight red. I'm thinking I've got four game bump for that even their manager um, said to me he said oh, Phil Parkinson he's never been a red card never unbelievable um, just back to the bed of time so how long were you at Bedworth before you made that move to well so I made the move it was um, so the swap over managers so Billy Hollywood uh, I think he left and Mark Hallam coming and Russell Dodds um, and Mark Hallam was the Tamworth striker at the time, he had a good career at Tamworth, and then he, he got the he got the job at Bedworth, and I was there probably about four months, five months maximum. Not because I got the move, because how you're thinking, oh, he tran- transitioned from Bedworth to Tamworth. I actually got sacked from Bedworth right, okay. for going out on a Friday, getting pissed up, just being a kid. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Sixteen. Yeah, he's young. Yeah. Um, and didn't have that professional environment around me anymore. Mm. Leicester, I'm in the non-league, mm. watching people drink after a game. And it yeah. was unheard of, a 16-year-old playing men's football. Unheard of at that point. Yeah. Um, so I just carried on being a lad. I was on the bench every now and then, so I thought, fuck it, I'll go out on a Friday night, I know the team, do you know what I mean, blah, blah. Anyway, they had enough of it. and um, Basically got rid of me. Within 35 minutes, okay, of that happening, I phoned my dad crying, 
say, fucking hell, what I'm going to do now? I've like, I've, all my mates are at Bedworth because they sat me from playing with mates of the youth team as well. Couldn't do that. And they were in the final of this and final of that. Been, right, don't worry. Within 35 minutes, I actually walked down to the Collacroft Goose to, yeah. to meet my dad up to every now and a pint. Right? And uh, the phone, phone went and it was Ian Wilson and he was the Tamworth youth uh, manager at the time. They were a league below Bedworth youth, but they were a league below. And he phoned me dad up and said, look, we want to sign Kyle. And Ian Wilson, he's a bit of a background. He was... Uh, alleged at Rangers play for Rangers so old head job I mean Scotch guy great guy a lot of time for that again networking but yeah, he's someone that never really speak to now but so much time for and, and mm. because what he, he helped me through at the time and within 35 minutes I'd gone and signed for Tamworth youth team mm. um, and, we, and we play I think we come second in the league to Henswood that year um, but I could tell I was head and shoulders mm. above most players at that level because uh, Tamworth first team they were in the National League they had just point. got promoted to the well, it was the, com- yeah, the conference, conference which yeah. is the Nas- conference yeah, National, yeah. Yeah, National League yeah. so that was the the bigger picture was that <clears throat> yeah, yeah. and Tamworth were going to the conference with no money at whatsoever so at the end of the season basically what happened was the first team held a trial game if you like with some of our youth players and okay. our best youth players got invited to this trial game um, there was me and another lad Sean Ridgeway and then a couple of other lads uh, Chad Shepherd and Dave Bampton they were sort of similar age I was the youngest but they were they were. I think they were 17, 18 I was 16 and we played in this first team game basically and anyway, I signed all three of us signed first team forms for the season not expecting to play or anything but mm. you're, signed, you're, you're on a contract it was £50 a week and £100 appearance um, which at the time I was thinking yeah, I've just, left, just been sat yeah. on bed with I was on £20 if I played God sound was brilliant do you know what I mean um, get your head into this but they were part time they were still Tuesday Thursday Mark Cooper was the manager yeah. um, who's obviously gone on to have a, a, a decent career now and Richard Dryden legend played for Southampton and, and, yeah. and teams like that so I went there but in the first year obviously it's a learning curve isn't it mm. but Played more than expected because of injuries, and that, you know I think I made about thirty-five appearances in the first season of the conference um, at sixteen, and That's we had unreal. That's unreal. That's Barnett, unbelievable. Barnet, Stevenage, yeah. Hereford were unbelievable. Big teams. Uh, who else would have Exeter? Mm. Um, strong, strong, strong league. Do you know what I mean? I think even stronger than it is now. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, I think technically it's very good now, but back then, you know, you had proper men playing the game and mm. um, people yeah. that would drop down. Do you think? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. 100% um, and, and my debut was Carlisle away you know, oh my god what place to go six and a half thousand I think was there they were top of the league um, we were sort of mid-table at the time or languishing towards the bottom um, and I read the paper the next day man of the match I can remember, remember the really? headline Kyle Store revelation in midfield I thought fucking hell like decentness if I can keep this up in front of this in these we lost 2-1 but yeah play, played played really well Um and back in the days, it was it was a four four two to both teams. Yeah. Just played four four two. You played centre mid, and that was it. Or like we had Bob Taylor. Remember Bob Taylor? He was he was up front. And I played just off him. So and then the first two games were Carlisle away uh, away and Barnet away, first and second in the table. Yeah. One up, one down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Went to Barnet. They had Gracioli, Ian Hendon, oh all them God. playing. Yeah. Um, Bush me knows that game again. Ian Hendon gave me a little elbow at the back of the head. Um, but we went one three 0 Bob Taylor got that trick. I got three assists. They were second in the league, we like I say, we're in the bottom. So the start of it was like fucking massive tick, like, you know, this is this is it. Yeah. So as you can imagine, that point, 16-year-old playing conference, boom, 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 yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's watching me now. Do you know what I mean? It's like 
The dad switch. Unheard of now. Yeah, yeah. The Unheard da- of. You wouldn't, you, and going back to your question about kids these days and the difference, now you've got safety nets of a 18s, 21s, yeah, 23. Yeah. So that's why kids now, they won't have a 23-year career. They'll have an eight at maximum, mm-hmm. nine maximum. Mm. It's that, quite disappointing. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? it's yeah. like, did that change when you went to Tamworth and, and you were playing those games and in the first team, did that change your then mentality of going... I need to be professional a bit more. Not at the time. Not at the time, the, the, the people we had were, like you say, coming back down. And the, yeah. the, our, our team at the time was, um, so we had A.D. Smith, great guy, um, but coming towards the end of his career, been a kid, been at some places, good money, loved a drink, loved a yeah, fag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scott Stance, been at Torquay, legendary left back, do you know what I mean? Loves a drink, loves a fag. <laughs> you know, them sort of people. Bob Taylor, absolutely unbelievable career. Loved a drink. You know, everyone loved a drink, so it was like, Still in there. I was doing the same. Finishing mm. a game after you know uh, on a Saturday, coming to the clubhouse, I have a pint of Carlin. Yeah. Sixteen. My dad pulled me. He said, "Listen, do me a fucking favour." He says, "If you want a beer, do it at home. Right. Or do it towards it. Don't come here and have a beer in front of people because they'll get the wrong perception." He said, "Because you can't fucking drink anyway." Mm. Um, and from that moment on, no matter where I've been, even now, sometimes it it will be in my head. Really? Even, even now, do you know what I mean? Did, did your dad used to do a bit, did he? Was he in an environment? My dad was always a football manager, always. Yeah. Um, like amateur level, so um, he did like um, Collicroft Sports, Shilton. They were in the Alliance Premier for years. Yeah. And that was my upgrade. Going back to the question about sort of when, when did football first yeah. hit you, basically. So I used to love watching his teams play. Mm. So I'd go on a Saturday and in the Alliance Premier, they play against Folly Lane or Highway, them, Dunlop, them sort of teams. And instead of kicking the ball at half-time in the goal like all the other lads, my dad said, come sit in the dressing room. And they'll be, you fucking wanky this, yeah, you yeah. fucking this. And I'll be six, seven, eight years old in the corner, you know, just watching and listening to mm. fucking men having yeah. a fucking row or tactics or whatever. Um, and yeah, that was, that was it. And I loved it. And I used to follow him up and down the touchline, walking up and down, following him. Obsessed. Obsessed, honestly. Weren't bothered about anything else. Just my dad's result on a Saturday was in my head. And he was managed there for you know 13, 14 years and yeah. you know, he loved it and stuff. Um, so you had a lot of respect for him then. So when he said to you, don't fucking do this here. Yeah, because listen, my dad's a clever bloke. My dad's, yeah. you know, he thinks about a lot of things. He's, he's a clear thinker. Um, you know, and he's, he's always sort of biggest fan, biggest critic. So, yeah. you know, he's the first to say, well, well done. But the first to say, listen, you fucking need to do this. You need to do that. Because mm-hmm. listen, I'm more experienced than you. Yeah in life in general in football whatever it is mm. and you know you, you, you obviously he's one, someone I look up to but yeah, from that moment on I thought he's fucking right you know yeah, yeah. he's right what he's saying there because yeah. um, Bob Taylor don't give a fuck about me AD mm. Smith don't give a fuck about my career it's about, it's about Kyle Storer mm. um, they've had their careers on good money and I used to think fucking get near AD Smith's money imagine that he's on £800 a week fucking imagine having £800 a week playing football at 16 at 16 or yeah. getting to that level do you know yeah, what I mean yeah and eventually, you know, I got to that level and it was like, fucking hell, this is what it's... Now, now when you're there, not mm. like they did, they didn't look after it. Mm. You know, there's a, there's a reason at 36 now I'm still playing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's... Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff, you know, my old man would say to me, it still just sits in there, niggles away at me a little bit, do you know what I mean? And I think, yeah, 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 yeah you're, you're right. Yeah, I can give you that one, so... I think that's class, though. Yeah, no, I Don't tell him that. We've never We've never had anything like this before. I'm, I'm yeah, enjoying no, this a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love it. 
Hi guys, it's Davo from the Non-League Treatment Room Podcast. Uh, we just want to give you a quick message about one of our sponsors, Kitstop. Kitstop offer a wide range of kit for all types of sport, which can be printed and embroidered in-house. Top quality and deal with most of the leading brands. Check out their website, kitstop.co.uk, or check out the link below. Cheers, guys. Um, working under Mark Cooper. So like yeah. you say, he's gone into some great... Current Yeovil, Yeovil town manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, he's, 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 how was that? He's doing well. Um, how was that? Well, first of all, like going back to saying, you know, about networking and stuff like that, um, you know, I've got to put on record a big thanks to him because he gave me my first chance, at, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, at yeah, that yeah. level. Um, and he learned me a lot, and he was a very good player, by the way, um, which because he was still playing he was playing manager oh, okay right so sometimes it was me and him sending yeah, him yeah, fielding yeah. Well, okay. I mean, he must have been 33, 34 maybe when I was playing don't quite mind that he, he, he yeah. might be a little bit younger I don't know but to be a player manager I'd imagine you'd be around yeah, that age old, but yeah. could still do it um, great free kick taker so I learned a lot about his game and the way you'd see it as a, as a midfielder um, I think he lost faith in me a little bit you know I think he Tamworth didn't have time to make mistakes because we was always near the bottom, and if we went mm. down, it, potentially it was like fucking hell, we could go bust. You know, it was it was on that mm. balancing that sort of thing. So I think he lost faith in me and forgot how young I was. Um, but I, I had, you know, I had some unbelievable experiences. You know, three years, three years you were there. Three years. You? I mean, I got the winner against Bournemouth in the FA Cup first round at Bournemouth. Got scored live on TV against Norwich in the yeah. third round. <laughs> Um, honestly, the, ta- the Tamworth, the Tamworth grounding and the footing and the people that were at Tamworth made me the person I am now. So, really? massive thanks to him. Yeah. Um, questionable at the time to see him now, how he adopts his tactics now and how he plays total football. Obviously, it's, it's player profiles and personnels mm. at Tamworth. We weren't good enough to do that. The, the people we have. So, it's interesting to follow his career, which I've done to say. I used to manage like this mm. get it in behind as quick as possible because it's away from our yeah, goal yeah, now yeah. I manage when my keeper steps up to the halfway line and fucking playing yeah, total yeah. soccer it's just how football moves I suppose but he, he, you know, he's, he's, he's doing well he's doing well have you got one thing at Tamworth that sticks in your head starts like one really good memory I've got one that someone said to me okay and yes my, my probably main sort of uh, visual when I look back at Tamworth is probably everyone will go oh the goal against Norwich FA Cup third round goal of the day goal of the FA Cup round it got all sorts um, but we're 4-0 down at the time ball comes back to me boom top bin Norwich were top of the championship at the time Dion Dublin Darren Ockerby yeah. Safri Dixon Atuhu Gary Doherty great team Lee Croft but I played really well in that game but the one will probably be Bournemouth away yeah. they were top of League One Um I think that was the year before because we had back-to-back we, got, we made third round back-to-back um, so Bournemouth away first round of the FA Cup um, had Fletcher up top um, James Hayter them sort of players Marcus mm. Browning so they had a decent team and we went there and we were just part of the putting lambs to the slaughter sort of thing do you know what I mean Yeah. and we worked on all week 4-5-1 um, me, Cooper and Graham Ward were centre midfielders at the time and he shoved Wardy out to the right and um, we went one to look they couldn't break us down. Wardy scores, going one up. And then just before half time, they get in behind our midfield and I bring down Browning on the edge of the box. I, I pull him down. 
fucking Ben's in Danny Stanch golf, fucking how Cooper gave me a fucking right mouthful after the game. You fucking know is you this, you this, you that. 17, do you know what I mean? Thinking yeah. fucking hell, like, anyway, game's going on, still 1 1, still 1 1. Five minutes to go in the box, fucking handball, penalty to oh us. God. All old, older lads, ain't they? Which, like, fucking, no, no one really wants the pen. Cooper's gone, there you go, get us out of the shit. Are you joking? No, he chucks the ball. <laughs> there you go. Thinking, fucking hell, like, here we go. <laughs> Can't put it down. Put the ball in the spot. And then FA Cup balls are fucking like that, yeah. don't they? Anything. Anyway, it was the first, I've always took penalties, always. Or always been brave enough to step up and take them. And it was the first time a keeper had ever moved on his line and covered my spot. My dad always said to me, Ah, uh, okay. Keepers, keepers right, you're left every time. Bottom, bottom bin, even if he's standing on that spot, that's where you're fucking going. Don't change your mind. So got my dad in my head again. Yeah. Keep to corner, keep to corner. But this keeper, I'm thinking, fucking hell, has he spoke to me, old man, this keeper? Because he's covered <laughs> my fucking spot about six times. He's literally in the corner, giving me the whole of that goal, the whole of that side oh, of the goal. Fucking hell. I think it fucked me. Here we go. Like, anyway, don't change your mind, don't you? And it half played in my head a little bit. Anyway, I fucking hit the penalty. He's fucking rocketing high. Anyway, he's, he's gambled my way early. Hit his elbow. Could have gone anywhere. It's just fucking spun down on the six yard box. I just fucking lashed it in the roof of the net, like, got the rebound. Yeah, yeah. But could have gone anywhere, do you know what I mean? And that was the winner. Um, 1 2 1, knocked him out of the FA Cup. Unbelievable. Next morning, I was, uh, with me, me ex miss at the time, we just don't get the results. So I've gone down to get the papers, News of the World, uh, Daily Star, The Sun, every every tabloid, back of the page. What a story. And I yeah. want the back of that. <laughs> wow. Fucking hell, like, do you know what I mean? Unbelievable. That's probably the best moment um, of that. But in terms of someone saying something to you, was, uh, remember Marcus Ebden, played down here? Taff, yeah, yeah. Taff. Great career. Chelsea, Everton, Chesterfield, unbelievable, right? Played centre mid for me. And he was an observer of the game. You could tell everyone at Tamworth were like, just fucking there for a bit of a piss up and fucking mm. do this to earn a few quid. But you could tell he's done a bit and he was, he's the one who always looked to in the dressing room and thought, you know, he's got a bit about him. Do you know what I mean? You could tell, like, looks after himself well. And he came to me one day, I think it was my, either my first game or my second game. He said to me, Oi, kid. He said, What's up, Taffy? He says, uh, You know, if you're ever struggling? I said, Yeah. He went, Just give me the ball. And I thought, fucking hell. Like, you might not think that's good advice or whatever, mm. but I think, fuck me. In a game when I'm like, that cloud's over your head where you can't find a pass or closing down. Where's Taff? Oh, there you go. And he was just fucking so, so good. At just the, it, Brilliant at the basics. Brilliant at the basics. And you could tell why he played for Chelsea, Everton, where it, where it was unbelievable. So every time I was in, under the cosh, where's Taff? Oh, there you go. Two touch. Hey, kid, well done. Do you know what I mean? Just things like that. Makes you look a lot better oh, as well. Mate, he <laughs> yeah. was so, so good, like, honestly. Yeah. And one of the best players I've played with because he was just simple. Yeah. And he just yeah, made yeah. the game tick. And he was just a genuinely nice guy. And I think he retired to go around the world with his misses. And so he didn't have a bad career. Do you think he's seen that you were struggling or do you think he just yeah. said that in conversation? No, I think, I think he would have seen that. Um, I think he would have seen how good I could have been or he's seen me in training how good I was technically. But he would have seen that you know, there's a lot of pressure. I'm pressure, the only yeah. young kid in this fucking team. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone else is 30, 31, 32. Um, and he, he could probably see the nervousness. As I, I, I spot now, I look at kids, I think yeah, like, yeah. I say to them, 
you know, give me the ball. They'll go, fuck off. <laughs> Your shit. <laughs> that's class, though. That yeah. But that's, that's, that's probably the best bit of advice in Great my football advice. career I've been given. Even yeah. if I probably remember it, do you know what I mean? But, simple, yeah. but effective. Just simple, yeah. Simple. So effective. Um, You've got yeah. to have some bollocks to say that, though, not you? Yeah, you've, been, yeah. you've got to produce every time because... Imagine if you'd have given that ball a couple of times and he lost it. You'd have thought in your head, yeah, hundred percent. Give it to him Yeah, but he was he was just so like um, so tidy with the ball, and and you got you got to remember like the teams we were playing against used to like suffocate us. Mm. So we were near the bottom of the league most of the time when someone yeah. was so him to say, "Give me the ball when I release your pressure and put it on to me." You know, he was, he was that, that isn't it? It was unbelievable. So then, how did it end up at? Tamworth then because then you joined Hinkley didn't you so the, the, the Tamworth situation I went to so they were trying to sell me rapidly Tamworth uh, so Mark Cooper's old man Terry uh, was a Southampton uh, scout or something to do with Southampton down there so um, yeah went down to Southampton for the week um, this, was, uh, this was the first trial I had um, dad chucked me on a train I got the phone call on the Sunday night we want him in Monday morning at, at Southampton. There was someone meet him at the uh, train station. All right, okay, sound. So, never been on a train in my life. Never, never needed to. Got on. Dad's going, there you go. See you later, bye-bye. Thinking, fucking, I had to stand up all the way. No seats, fucking feel sick. Think, fucking hell, where, 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 yeah, is, where yeah. is Southampton? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, Premier League, obviously, as well. Boom, gone straight down. Guy meets me at the train station, takes me to a dormitory where all the boys stay. Um, listen, I ain't going to lie, I didn't look at some massive Arsenal fan, don't look at Southampton players and stuff like that. But getting to the youth academy, you'll know these, you'll know these fucking players, he's unbelievable. Um, so get in there, so all in one dormitory. Leon Best, Dexter Blackstock, Theo Walcott, Adam Lalana, Nathan Dyer. Um, <laughs> trying to think else within there. Um, Jesus. Gareth Bale Lloyd James Bale trained he was there but he was he was younger younger Um, and they were always known Southampton were for their academies they had the best they didn't lose for two or three years Um, there's a guy called Tim Sparv he's Finland captain now um, or Iceland yeah yeah. don't quote me on that Um, and it was like at the time didn't really think too much of them, do you know what I mean? Even yeah, at the time when I mean, we used to get the minibus, I'm thinking, and, and, and train, thinking, Adam Lallana's never going to make it. Never going to make it. I was, I, I looked at myself and him in training and think, probably bettering her. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Technically, probably bettering her. Mad to say. And then his career just went fucking, woof. Yeah. I'm looking at him now thinking, fuck me, how good was he? Yeah. But at the time, he wasn't even in the top sort of five or six there. Mm. I can remember watching him train, they played a reserve mm. game. Um, and a youth team game against the first team so the first team at the time was Crouch, BT, Phillips um, Jamie Redknapp Harry Harry was obviously manager and and I can remember watching the game and Theo Walcott played um, played for the first team and I can remember Matt Oakley gets this ball and he hits it 50 yards over the top of um, who was the right back at the time who was it against? Uh, it was was, was obviously just a mixed team trying to think of the right back at the time it wouldn't have been Benali at the time it might have been finished I can't remember the right back's name anyway he puts it over the top of the right back and I've watched Sarah Walcott he's about 60, mm-hmm. 60 yards no joke 60 yards sprints and take off thinking who the fuck's this kid here never <laughs> heard of him at the time no one's ever heard of him of course not no, he yeah. was 15 yeah. so he was two years younger than everyone else or three years younger didn't think anything of it anyway um, we're leaving the dormitory one day and he's lying on the sofa Theo and it was the first day of the Premier League season and it was, I can remember it was Newcastle versus Bolton I can remember all the lads are watching it in the room Darren Ambrose scored a screamer for Newcastle 
and I can remember Leon Bester said, see him there? And he was like Theo, and he, was like, he said, yeah, he's next to Thierry Henry. Fuck off, do you know what I mean? Obviously being a big Arsenal fan as well. Look, you know, two years later, he's, <laughs> he's signing for 15 whatever million or 18 million, but obviously gone on to have a great career. So that was my first sort of, anyway, it ended at Southampton where Harry Redknapp said, I wish I had you at 16. He said, I've got oh, same really? le- same players on the same level as you, but they're yeah, really younger, yeah. understandable. Do you know what I mean? Hands up, he was honest. What an I mean? experience though. Yeah, yeah unbelievable. unbelievable. I mean, sitting in the canteen, I had Kevin Phillips there, Peter Crouch there, James Beatty there, and I'm having lunch with them, just little things <laughs> like that. Jeez. Two days later, I'm down at Plymouth, on trial at Plymouth. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Tokyo, I had fucking monks and all sorts. Do you know what I mean? I, I, was, I hated being away from home. Yeah. I yeah. love it now, do you know what I mean? Because kids and everything, <laughs> you know, get a night's rest, but um, hated being away from home. So I can remember they put me up in a hotel with no radiators. It was like a fucking, I had a trouser press of, Keeping my hands yeah. in his fucking trouser press, thinking, can I just stay warm far, enough? Far, isn't but it as well? Yeah. So, so again, far, isn't it? Yeah, far. yeah. So again, I was on that. I was on that train again. So they're desperate to sell me. Um, I had little ones in between. Stoke. I went to Stoke as well. I was there for um, you know a few weeks down at Stoke. Um, obviously, didn't work out. Yeah, come back to Tamworth. Um, signed a few more players. Put, put me out on loan to Hinkley. Um, didn't really want to go. Uh, Hinkley with bottom of the north. Um, but I wasn't playing any football anyway um, so my dad said to me look get gone go and play with Dean Thomas he knew Dean anyway from yeah, school yeah. days and stuff get some game time and when I played joined and, and I had a really good time in Cleveland I really enjoyed it uh, but Tamworth was still struggling and they called me back and I went back there till the end of the season and Cooper I think got sacked and Gary Mills come in uh, as manager uh, gave me a new contract um, at, at Tamworth £300 a week I was like yeah, just, I think eight, just turned 18 now um, and then he, but he's playing me right midfield tucked oh, yeah. in yeah right midfield tucked in Do you know what? I, did, I, didn't, I didn't mind it mm. um, but again some of the players we signed I mean uh, Mr. probably the biggest person out before Cooper got sat Paul Merson come in and, and, and oh yeah he did yeah he did um, yeah. Uh, or, or, this is another memory that will stick out so only got I think I got one game with him in terms of uh, league game I think Halifax away we lost 5-0 fucking me and him played centre mid fuck me I was 17 and like, he was just fucking up front I think Merce any chance get in here like, yeah nah fuck that fuck that, like that. And, um, but then on the Tuesday because we were struggling Cooper was under pressure we played the youth team at the Lamb fucking hell it was lashing down it was a fucking nightmare anyway playing his youth team and we won a lot struggling but won a lot and me and Merce are playing centre mid and um, oh, he's a big Chelsea fan, isn't he? Mus. Yeah. Um, even though he's, he's played for the, it was like the Gooners. But he, um, it, and it was the first stage of Chelsea Barcelona. I remember they had probably four or five games against yeah. him in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. And it was the Ron Albino, you know, the toe yeah. pod, that goal. And the game's going on. And then it's, he's just gone, ah, oh, fuck this. What's up? He says, Chelsea playing Barcelona on Sky. Fuck that. Got, went up, got in his car fucked off never seen him again <laughs> honestly unbelievable next time I see him he was on Sky Sports <laughs> what Merce how'd you end up there <laughs> you know what I mean but like unbelievable Jesus like fucking Christ. left his boots his shirt for me and everything just like yeah great guy and then I can remember signing for Aberston yeah obviously we've skipped a few here and he, yeah. he did yeah. Um, after dinner speech down at the um, Outbrook Club oh okay yeah, yeah. and uh, it's like a couple of years three years later whatever it is and I'm um, standing in the queue there. I said to me at the time, I said, do you want his autograph? Went, yeah, get, get me his autograph. So I'm standing in the queue and he's just gone, Stores. I've gone, nah, fucking Merson's ain't just shouted my name in front of all my mates. He's gone, Stores. 
he went over to him just started chatting for half I was like how, how are you doing like oh, I was like fucking unbelievable the lads are going you know Merce you know Merce well yeah I played with him but didn't want to say didn't think yeah, he remembered yeah, me yeah. and stuff like that but just shows you know what a yeah. guy he is as well yeah, do you know what I mean that sort of thing but well, very down to earth you've, you've, to be fair you've took us on to our next point because after Hinkley we've got Addiston in town haven't we yeah. Um, obviously, we, we're down at the Marty Adders now. Um, what, what can you tell us about Aberston? How was your Fucking experience? Hell, mate. What an experience! <laughs> um, so this is the crossroads now in my career. Um, so I had actually gone to. So I played really well for Hinkley, um, and Graham Wesley was messaging me all the time because they tried to sign me from when he was at Russian Diamonds. At Tamworth, I think they put in thirty-five grand, forty grand, but Tamworth wanted hundred grand or whatever it was. Never going to happen. We played them in the FA Cup, played really well, beat them 2-0 at Nen Park, or Neen, what are we calling it, Nen Park, Neen Park. Um, then he got sacked and he was going back to Stevenage. He said, I'm going back to Stevenage, I want you, I want you, I want you. So I went down to Stevenage to sort of agree the deal. Uh, this will make you fucking laugh, to be fair. And he's gone, uh, can, we, can we have a bit of a chat upstairs? So I've gone with my agent. Um, so my agent's sitting there and, and Wesley's sitting there, he's sitting there, I'm sitting here. He's gone... Um, so I'm expecting to do business here. I said, oh, yeah, well, yeah, hopefully, like, we've agreed terms and stuff like that. He's gone. So I've just turned 19 now. And um, he's gone, um, I've heard you like a fucking drink. <laughs> Swore as well. I mean, I've gone, um, can't just turn around and say yes, can I? Because I fucking <laughs> love a drink, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I was like, no, no, what, what, what you want about? He went, no, 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 no. I've been told you love a fucking drink. You're a rowdy little bastard. Thinking, fucking hell, where's this going? And my agent's looking, thinking, what the fuck has gone on here then? Um, and he's like this, Wesley, he's quite controversial, do you know what I mean? Um, I've got, no, nah, no, nah, listen, I like, a, I like a drink every now and then. I was acting like I was a fucking 40 year old man. I think I like a drink at Christmas and that. And he went, no, no, no. He went, you're a rowdy little bastard, you are. I've seen you on the pitch. He said, but I fucking love it. He said, you love it. He said, you want to fight? I went, what? He went, do you want to fight? Now, me and you. He went, you're going to say no, but in your head, you're thinking, I want to knock that fucking cunt out. I'm thinking, he's fucking right, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking, he's right, you know, like that. He went, I'm looking for a captain, I'm looking for that. I'm thinking, where's this going? I'm fucking 19, he's got much more experience than Ronnie Henry, he's the fucking captain, he's this. And I'm thinking, what, what, where's this going? Anyway, he, he said, fucking love it. He said, just playing this trial game today. I'm thinking, trial game, hang on, I've just agreed my fucking contract almost. He said, then we'll sort it every night after. All right, sound. Anyway, played in this trial game, weren't great. But there was another midfielder in there against me, played really well. So, expecting everything to be done with the chairman, Phil Wallace, I agreed, sort of like four, two, five a week. The bonus was through the fucking roof. Everything was unbelievable. Um, I agreed everything. Gone to sign it. No Phil Wallace, no Graham Wesley. Just fucked off. I think he'd send to me, agent, what the fuck's gone on? Like, I ain't got a clue, my agent's panicking, panicking. As I'm coming down the stairs, Paul Fairclough's there, obviously Barnet manager at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're in League Two, or Division Three, or whatever it was, and whatever. He's gone, look, really like you. Um, and I'm going, well, I've sort of agreed with Stevenage, do you know what I mean? Just we don't really know what's going on in the last 10 minutes. He said, look, come and have a trial game with me today. This is in the door of Stevenage's reception. Come and play a trial game for me today, uh, or, or tomorrow, sorry, um, and we'll see how it goes. Fucking hell, like, I said, what do we do? Like, the agent said, well, you're going to have to go because Stephen and Jane, they've just fucked off, basically. Do you know what I mean? He said, but we've got to keep that deal on the back burner. Yeah, like, yeah. All right, sound. So, played in this trial game. Uh, first team, sorry, reserves and um, youth team mix against trialists. Won one nil, scored from the halfway line. Ball comes out, fucking <laughs> boom, top bin. My agent, my agent lives in Barnet. 
So we've gone to Paul Fairclough's office after they said, look, we're going to give you 250 a week. Fucking hell. I've looked at my agent and went, 250? He went, yeah, yeah. My agent went, well, it's 350 a week to live in Barnet. He went, yeah, but we're offering you league football. He went, and he'll play. Looked at my agent, agent's gone, we'll get back to you, Paul, we'll get back yeah, to you. Yeah. Anyway, driving back down the motorway that day with the old man thinking, potentially got two deals, but potentially got no fucking deal. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, weeks had gone, Barney had signed another midfielder at the time. Steve did just, I think Wesley changed his number. Fucking um, hell. So nothing materialised from having two offers basically on the day, nothing happened. So I've gone having the professional dream taken away from me. Mm. To, to fuck all basically now like, and I was on decent money in England I was on 425 a week do you know what I mean we trained once a week fucking good money mm. so now I'm thinking like what, what, what's going on here started doing my own training in the, in, the, in the summer anyway fucking knee injury meniscus oh, yeah. could still play but it was fucking irritating me bad so any trial I went on Notts County I went, I went there with, with uh, Caskey at the time Gary Mills the then I went to Oxford, went, oh, fuck it, mate, you name the team, I went, simple as that. Really? Yeah, yeah, West yeah. Brom, everywhere. I was West Brom for six months, basically signed at West Brom. Jesus Christ. Anyway, this, this knee injury was niggling, no team would touch me, getting around, wouldn't it? Two of the managers, don't touch him, don't touch him, don't touch him. Because everyone whatever. starts talking, don't they? Then? Of course, and, and whether things, it's, yeah, yeah. you like a drink, whether he's a wanker, yeah. whether he's you know, got a knee injury, that's what I've learned growing up. Every manager will pick up the phone to every manager to look after each other, which is the right way to do, to be fair. Um... So this knee injury was really bugging me. So to get it done myself, I'm either going to wait on the NHS for six months or going to go in and cost yourself four grand, which I ain't got, and the family I didn't got. So what do I do? Thinking, right, try and manage it, try and manage it. Phone goes, Jimmy Ginelli. <laughs> Good old Jimmy. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Hey everyone, we have teamed up with CT Electrical, where no job is too small, from rewires to EV chargers and at a reasonable price. Check them out at CT Electrical on all social media, and if you mention the podcast, you'll get a cheeky 10% off. All right, Stoz. Was this oh. your first encounter of Jimmy? No, I've not known no, Jimmy okay, for years. Yeah, so okay. Playing Sunday League football yeah, games, yeah, obviously wine bar, yeah, goose, yeah, so yeah, I've yeah, played yeah, against him. But okay. we always had that sort of um, togetherness with football. Yeah. I mean, we always knew of each other and stuff. Um, but it'd be the first time working with him. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, he phones me. He's gone. Uh, How are you? I said, Yeah. He said, What are you doing with yourself? He said, Nothing. He said, Tell you what, come down training with me. I said, Jimmy, I can't drop that low. I can't. I, I can't. I don't know what league. With, what? Uh, it was, God, yeah, it was yeah, like something called B. BM, BGM Midlands Southern oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've never been in that league in my life so I'm thinking I, I said Jimmy I can't I said plus me wages he said well, what are you on so 425 he went fuck you now I said what if I get you to 500 I went what down at Atherston he went yeah, yeah I'll sort you out don't worry like, I said Jim I said I don't know like, I'll come training so I went training so I got on with the boys you had obviously Hoodie here Lee Everett again um, Dougie Greenway like yeah. some, some Luke Barlone the Gaunts uh, it, the togetherness was actually pretty good. Obviously, that's obviously one of Jimmy's specialities, obviously your team spirit and stuff. So it, 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 was, it was a good connection. Anyway, train, train, train. I had no offers coming up from anyone. My agent's fucking doing fuck all for me now. Might as well be an estate agent instead of a football agent. Because <laughs> <laughs> them London deals have gone now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck are Averston, mate? Yeah. Um, so I was like, Jimmy, look, how do we sort this out? He said, look, I'm going to give you £100 cash a week. You'll be the highest payer here. He says, but on this hand, I'm going to give you £400. He said, what, what with? He said, you're going to be groundsman. 
said, you what? He said, you're going to cut the pitch. I went, fucking hell, Jimmy. He went, yeah, seriously, you're going to cut the pitch. So, <laughs> A.D. Burr, who was the chairman at the time, yeah. right? He had his own his Springbourne Grand Care team. Yeah. So, the first few, few, three days, I mean, they were based there, weren't they? The little pork cabin there. First three days, I'm on the pitch. First day, on this fucking big John Deere mower. I, I could see <laughs> the that. John Deere's still yeah. here. <laughs> John Deere fucking mower, mate. I've never been on a tractor in my fucking life, do you know what I mean? And I'm on this mower, right? And it's a Friday. Game day, we play, we're playing, who are we playing the next day? We're playing Shiftnall Town and it was a, like a, I don't know, some sort of cup game, like it, but it was like the last, it was like a, like a charity shield sort of event. And um, I thinking, right, I've done the pitch, fucking hell, pitch looks all right here, do you know what I mean? Fucking sad, I've got to do the goal mouse. You know how I'm going to do this? You know how big the fucking cutters on the, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to get this in there, I'll get it in there, don't worry. I'll just do a little bit, then I'll edge back and see what it's like. All right, sound, I'll do that. Go on here. This noise went, fucking, what the fuck? Where's the net gone? Oh, no. Just fucking the whole net had got right round and fucking oh. cut the whole net down the middle. So the net was separated in two. <laughs> I'm thinking, fucking hell, Jimmy's going to go absolute berserk. Do you know what I mean? He was like my dad, do you know what I mean? My second dad, like, fucking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Randy Mock said, Gaffer says, uh, I've ripped the net. He said, what do you mean you ripped the fucking net? I said, yeah, with the mower, it's in the fucking mower. You know, for fuck's sake, Stars, I'll give you one job to do. Anyway, I'd get some zip ties. So we got down the net the next day against Shifnal. Fucking loads of fucking zip ties <laughs> down the back of the net. But well, yeah, when I got an hat-trick, so it was all right. It was all right yeah, yeah. I got an hat-trick, but that was, that was the first. So he gave me a job. But I, I worked for AD Burr, basically, and, and um, he got me out going, doing all the rugby pitches, painting them and stuff like that. Yeah. But I joined Addison because I knew Nuneaton and Leamington were in the same league. Mm. So to get anything out of my career... And this is, the, like I say, when I say it's the crossroads, yeah, yeah. it's probably the most important part because um, I could have easily gone with my mates and drank beer in yeah. the pub again and, and, and doing this. And, but I thought, if I, if I want to do anything, this is the time now. I've got to produce at Atherston to get to Nuneaton. And Nuneaton were having a shit time at the time, do you know what I mean? And with a lot of good players. Um, and I firmly believe if I stayed at Atherston, we would have won the league that year. Not down to me, but mm. we were top when I left. Um, but Jimmy said to me, I went, in, I went into, I remember going to his office um, and he went, I said, Jimmy, Nanita are in for me. He said, yeah, yeah, you're going. I went, what? So I walked in there thinking the conversation's going to be, you're not going, here's some more money and yeah, stuff. He yeah. said, no, you, you're going. He said, you've got to go, you've got to go. you got to, like, and I thought, fucking hell, like, I went with his blessing and yeah, fair um, I thought that was brilliant from him because he could easily say, no, fucking no chance, you know what mm. I mean? And I would have stayed because he, he, he said that. Um, but I went, but the, the issue I had then was the wage situation because I was on good money combining the two jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, if Nuneaton didn't offer me a job, I would have still gone because scouts watching their you yeah. know, team there. You know, what level fans. were they? Was Same they... league. Oh, were they? Yeah, because that's when it was Nuneaton Town they got liquidated oh, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. Borough. That's so it, yeah. they dropped down two leagues didn't they? to the same yeah. league. Um, what did you do about your knee stuff? Were you knee better at that point? Just manage it throughout the season. Then I got it sorted at the end of the end of that campaign oh okay um, it, to be fair it wasn't as bad as I thought it just needed a little washout. out um, yeah. I was only half like a month I got it at the end of that season um, but yeah, um, yeah going back to the, the, the joining Nuneaton they put seven days in for me I think it was Jez Murphy pushed Kev yeah. Wilkin hard like Kev Wilkin didn't know too much about me obviously mm. new to management and stuff and they were looking for a, a midfielder Jez was like you've got to get him you've got to get him you've got to get him and he dragged his feet and dragged his feet and dragged his feet and we was actually meant to play in an Eaton on New Year's Day when I was still at Otherstone and the game got called off. So in the process of the games being rearranged, I'd switched over and we played. Um, 
And one of my first games was at the uh, at Liberty Way against others. It was two two. I think we drew two two. Um, but yeah, I, listen, I had a, I had, a, I had a great time. But, but here, but it was just a, a stopgap for me because yeah, you know, I, I, I had to I had to get gone. And but they they combined the two. Ian Neil gave me a, a job on a construction site, um, you know, which I actually enjoyed and learned a lot again from people outside the game. But you know, life skills and mm, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, learn how to tile and learn how to do these different that's things. That's class, and, isn't it? That's yeah, proper non-league. Yeah. That is. But it's also come like, and play football, and we'll give you a job as well. But they're like, oh, we'll look after. They, they, like, they want to look after you, like, and yeah. Like I know Jimmy very well, and I know he would have done that. Yeah, like, I'll look after you. Don't worry. Like, come and play for me, and I'll look after you yeah. in another way. Like because one, he likes you as a person, wants you in this team, but he, want, he doesn't want to see you struggle. Yeah, thing, no, he's been, is, he's been, he's been a massive figure for that, and Ian Neil the same. You know, a lot of things get said about him, and yeah, they do, yeah. And you know what? I can't fault the guy. He's absolutely unbelievable for me. And you know, the amount of things I did wrong when I first went to Nuneaton in terms of red cards, fucking yeah. attitude, and he stuck by me, stuck by me, stuck by me. Iman Kev, um, you know, because he gets himself into them scrapes. You know, he used to say to me, "Look, you ain't got no education, but you got life skills. You know, yeah. you got a degree in life. You know yeah. right from wrong. You know what to do and stuff like that." And he said, "You're the same as me." Um, and he looked after me massively. Uh, put my two fifty a week work wise and two fifty football, so my yeah, wage yeah. is still the same. Happy days. Um, but I outgrown that in the end. You know, in my last year at and I outgrown it, and they offered me a new deal. But I had to go. I, I was trying. I think it was twenty three, maybe just turning twenty four. I've got to go. Do you know what I mean? I've got to go. Yeah. Um, How I was the... I probably skipped probably. Three. No, 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 no. I was um, the dressing room in the end. Tough. Was it really the, big, the, big the, names? The like. first, the first year I was there, fuck me, it was. Where do I start? Darren Acton, yeah. Um, Rob Body, obviously one of my best mates, so he weren't too much of a problem. But you had like um, Guy Adland, Danny Pittum, um, God rest his soul. Uh, Jez was there, was it? Jez, Paul Spacey, Jamie Williams. Obviously, Mark Noon was the captain. He just had ev- everyone that had been a captain in a dressing room mm. and when it was going wrong in the pitch it fucking went wrong do you know what I mean everyone was like you got it fucking boop, boop, boop. and I'm thinking whoa what the fuck I can see what's going wrong and I can see why Kev is under the caution struggling because he hasn't got managers like him on the pitch <clears throat> yeah. yeah they're not they're not carrying out his game plans on the pitch and that's what uh, managers need need players or managers on the pitch so they understand their tactics and they if they need to change on the pitch as captain they change it do you know what I mean they, yeah. the captain's got the bollocks to do that because it's on his head absolutely we had Guy on didn't we and Guy said that there was that big transition when they got rid of a lot of players and then they started bringing in the young lads yeah, so they brought yeah. in Gaz Eddie uh, Jimmy Armisen yeah, so Levi Ramsey so that was probably the, the second yeah. year so I joined in the January um, and we went up we, won the, we beat Chase Town in the playoffs Yeah. Um, and then the year after we like you say we brought Gaz Jimmy in um Levi Ramsey Eddie Nizovic Eddie Nizovic um, so the team was almost like I think the team starting lineup was then was Akko it was going to be Akko's last season and you had um, Gaz Guy Stuart Pierpoint yeah and then it was me and Nooney sort of probably Nooney more than me at the time I was more of an eight so Nooney me Matty Collins yeah or, or Jimmy Armson yeah and then you had Robody right wing back. You had Simon Forsdick yeah. left wing back. It was a fucking great player, by the way. Unbelievable, um, unbelievable player. And then up top was take your pick. You had Blenkinsop. Wow, what a name that is, by the way. 
James, James Murphy, Quayley, yeah, yeah. um, Rob Foster, yeah, um, and then my best mate Lee Moore. Uh, no, well, Lee Moore was there. He, he joined like Chris Dillon. He Chris came Dillon, to us. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an absolute wanker when I first met him. It turned out to be my best man at my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, football and what yeah, it does. Yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Jimmy Armit, we had Jimmy on as well, and Jimmy said, didn't he? He said that that second year. He said, we did absolutely everything together. He said, the last time that he saw all them, it was like Justin Marsden and that Justin, as well. Yeah. He said, uh, Justin ended up playing midfield as well. Yeah. He said that the last time they were all together was at your wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. Yeah, he did, yeah, he did yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah good yeah. memory. And then, and then Guy said it as well. He said, obviously, uh, we, he said, I want to actually check that this is right. Because oh, I listened God. to Here we go. He said that you used, like, had an imaginary friend called Bobby. Bobby? Yeah. Fucking he, he might that, have. He said that, <laughs> and he said that we used, like, used to like all go out together and, and the, his missus would be saying at the time, oh, has somebody died at football again because they'd all end up being out. Oh, Fuck it. Oh, I don't know. He might, he might have used that a few times. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just Guy using yeah, that yeah, to his yeah, missus yeah. saying, oh, it's Bobby's son. Guy, guy got himself out of trouble with Bobby a few times yeah. with the missus. But we, we, had a, we had a great camaraderie here and that's what really drove us on. And if you look at the, the first year during we had promotion and then we changed quite a lot of the team and the older lads went and then like you say the youth lads Gaz and that come in we won promotion again that year yeah and then the year after yeah, yeah. the year after we lost to Salford in the semi-final yeah but there was little change and having that camaraderie having that team spirit can take you so so far yeah um, 100% but in the in the last year we um, we lost to Salford we I went on I think I scored some like 26 goals or 24 goals that season in that league I think you were top season. goal scorer for the Neaton that year I was, yeah. yeah. That year I was, yeah. I, uh, I missed out by two for the Golden Boot. Did you? Yeah. And they, they took two off me. My two best goals I've ever scored in one game, Ilkeston, second game of the season. Uh, we drew 2 2. I scored two unbelievable goals. But they liquidated, went liquidated, yeah. Oh, Kept my yellow hell. card. We've got that here, actually, yeah. Scott. We've got a successful time at the knee in three years you were there, back to back promotions, and then lost in the conference North Plaffs. So I take it that was to Telford. That yeah. was to Telford, yeah. We yeah. Drew, I scored in the semi final, the free kick at uh, our place. They battered us about 30 minutes. They were always a better side than us, if, if you know. In fact, I met Andy Sinton last week. He's, he's coaching uh, Invictus College, yeah. and I'm coaching obviously CP Academy now with, with the Borough. And our paths crossed, and just great to talk about that game. And mm. I was saying to him that they were the, deep down, they were the better team. But we hung in there at times, and like that team spirit come through. And yeah. uh, I took the free kick, we scored, went one 0 up. Uh, I don't know, it's on YouTube if you ever see it fucking I'll go and do a cleansman and Rob Body comes right behind me and shoves his finger right on my arse <laughs> it'll get done now I tell you report him now right on my arse all you see my clothes <laughs> but yeah um, and then they scored last minute Phil training scores in the last minute yeah. and then they take us to their place and then they, they beat us comfortably their yeah. place in two, two or three one uh, but that was the year that was the defining year for me to I think it was a good place to be at that time though weren't it the crowds were oh, it was buzzing great. Like... You know, we were getting over a thousand every week like you know maybe more um, I can remember the player finals were four and a half five thousand mate. Mm. It was, and it is it's fantastic if you can get it right it's a fantastic place to play football um, mm. but it is if you get it right oh, we, we've got on the next move sorry Cookie are we right starts Kitty yeah Kitty yeah so yeah. you then moved to find yourself at Kitty during the National League Prem yeah so how did that move come about? And obviously, um, yeah, that's what we've got. So yeah. basically, the, the new terms were sort of put towards me with, from Lenny, and they offered me £300 a week plus my job still. So obviously, it's just up with me 50 quid. But I'm thinking for a return of 20, 
four goals I think that season I think I've, I've got to get myself and I was looking at I was looking at players who were playing with me in that team you know your Lee Moores your Justin Marsons your Chris Dillons that were a, a little bit older than me and I'm thinking what do they, what do, they do for money what, what's their situation and I think well okay Lee Moore plays football and he's going to get a job Justin Marsden job plays football so they're combining the two although that's what I was doing at the time it's not what I wanted to do I didn't have that passion to go and be a bricklayer or yeah. I, I didn't have that I was football always been football based so I thought right I've got to get I've got, if I don't make the jump now I never will because it was a crossroads of 24 I think 24 something like that yeah, yeah. maybe 23 and um, obviously Kitty being the league above I had an early phone call of Gaz Wild I've uh, got a lot, a lot of time for in football uh, he's a great guy um, he was the assistant manager at, at Kidderminster at the time he said look we're interested in, in signing um, in the summer he said the only issue is we've got no money because they've just come out of there to buy you yeah basically yeah. this is why I just paused you know when we were doing that because I'm reading this and I'm thinking have I read that right so I've put we've got down here they had to get a bank loan to buy you no, out of contract no, me, no. And my dad, me and my dad got the bank loan Kyle got oh so me and my dad actually took the bank loan to go and pay myself out my contract. Jeez. So basically, what the what the situation was? They were just, Kitty were just coming out of um, administration, if you like, or whatever, and they, they were really struggling paying the wages the year before. But they were just getting rid of the old crowd who were on good money and bringing in fresh uh, new blood. And Gaza said to me, "Look, we really want you. This is what we're going to offer you." So they offered me a two-year deal on five fifty a week. Fucking hell, yeah, unbelievable. Like full time, like get get myself there now. He said, but we can't buy her, and you've got an option in your contract. Ah, uh, options. Go. <laughs> options. But me yeah. thinking, me thinking, oh, Ian, he'll get some with me. Kev loves me. Do you know what I mean? Like, surely they'll just go. Shoo. Don't matter, does it? No, not thinking at the time. I'm probably at the time their asset at the time. Do you know what I mean? Did you know what an option was then, Stas, or, or not? Um, not in terms of like compensation and stuff I knew that basically the ball was in an Eaton's court with it right but I didn't want it to be in an Eaton's court I wanted it to be because it was my life do you know what I mean 20, yeah. 24 um, time, if I was 19, 20 yeah probably like sort of I would hold out a little bit longer for, and play for an Eaton for a bit longer but mm. I was ready to go I had to go do you know what I mean I had to get out of the you know the habits of being with your mates because if they're going to be your mates they'll always be your mates with you, no matter if you're playing football or you're, yeah. you're working in a factory um so I had to go. I remember sitting down, I walked in, um, similar to how we are now with, with my dad, and I shook Kev's hand, basically crying because I'm leaving. Did, obviously, I wanted him to go full-time. That was my yeah, ambition. Was shook his hand and I said, look, I'm off. He said, oh, where are you going? He said, kidding me. He said, oh, well, they've got to buy you. I was like, oof, what? Then all of a sudden, he thought, fucking, well, kiddie got no money. Ah, ah is this going to happen? And what killed it a little bit was Alfreton were in the same league at the time and they were splashing money left, right and centre and uh, Nicky Law was their manager I think they put in sort of like 20 grand to sign me I was never going to go Alfreton in, in a million years because I wanted mm. full-time football Yeah, anything but full-time football I'll play for Nuneaton Borough simple as that so they put that in so Nuneaton thought well we can get this for him right. I remember Burton coming for me as well Pesky Slido was there at the time okay. but they wanted fucking crazy money you mm. know what I mean um, so that fucked that up a little bit so I was like well they ain't got no money what am I going to do and then Mansfield out of the blue phones me up Paul Cox goes we want you we're going to give you 750 pound a week and I can remember I was with my ex was in Mexico I was thinking fucking hell what's, what should I do she went you got to take the money got to take the money got to take the money 
I was thinking, yeah, but they've got a squad of about 40 players with no reserves. They're signing everyone to get out of the league. Trek as well. Trek. And to be fair to Gaz, he rang me. To be fair, I was on about six. Every time he rang me, I was on holiday. I was on different. All right, Gaz, I'm in Mexico. All right, Gaz, I'm in Tenerife or I'm in a beach. Do you know what I mean? Um, but they were true to their word. They stuck to their word because they could have easily gone, well, we're going to get fucking Joe Bloggs from elsewhere or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So we stuck to our word. Gentleman's handshake, we stuck to it. I'll sign for Kidderminster. How are you going to do it? We'll take a bank loan out. So I asked my dad, I said, can we take a bank loan out? He went, yeah, let's do it. So we took 10 grand out. Dad took 10 grand out um, and we are taking it in turns every month paying £250. Yeah. But I still think he owes about fucking 500 quid, but <laughs> uh, we'll leave that. Um, so every month we paid, I think it was like 230 quid each to get rid of the 10 grand. But the deal was with Kidderminster, I should have got it back anyway, regardless. If we reach the playoffs in the two years I'm there, I'll get that money back. Yeah. All right? And Kitty had been in the playoffs for a few, a few years. like. But that, that year in the National League, you know, Luton, Cambridge, Wrexham, fucking, oh, big yeah, like strong, strong, strong. Newport, you know, very strong. Um, we missed out in the last day of the season to Luton. They beat us 1-0 at Luton. Um, we missed out. So that was the first year of not getting that money back. Second year, we, we ended up getting the playoffs. We should have won the league. End up sort of getting that money back eventually within wages and the yeah, yeah. but the second year we were there we, we can remember we, we lost the first five games at Kiddy drew the second five games so we bottom after 10 and then we went 26 unbeaten and lost by a point on the last day of the season lost what? the title to, Man- to Mansfield by the way fucking hell Mansfield oh, to Mansfield <laughs> so we had it in our grasp with the last week of the season we had to play uh, Woken at home and Stockport at home and they had Hereford away which was a tough game and Wrexham at home mm. and we were tuning up against Woken we were playing the day before they were playing so if we'd beat them it would have been in our hands going to Stockport game but Woken and Stockport were down there like mm. and um, we were turning up against Woken and Lee Vaughan has a little slip at the back post 2-1 uh. and then five minutes ago they score 2-2 and then Mansfield beat Hereford last minute of the game Matt Green scores 1-0 so it puts them over us in the last game of the season by a point their games on TV against Wrexham. Wrexham arresting everyone for the for the uh, playoffs. And ours is we got Stockport, but Stockport have to win to stay up. And that day, Man City were playing Villa. I think or the day after, so loads of Man City fans come down to watch the Stockport Kiddie game. And um, we're playing, and our fans start singing one nil to the Sheep Shaggers. We're thinking, fucking hell, Wrexham are winning. We've got to win. Got to beat. Got to got to beat their result. Do you know what I mean? Got to better their result. So we're going gung ho for this game. I'm getting caught on the break a couple of times. 2-0 to the Sheep Shaggers. Fucking hell, it's 2-0. Boys, come on, we've got, to, we've got to score. This is first half. Getting at half-time, it's fucking 1-0 Mansfield. Oh, oh man. Fucking them fans on about here. <laughs> like, what's fucking going on here? Like, anyway, so we've gone out, start a second half, and their fans, Vaughan is about to take a throw in down the line. One of their fans ran off the pitch and fucking lamps leave Vaughan back of the head. So what? Fucking, fucking kicking hell. off. All their fans are on the pitch. We like, game gets suspended for, you know, 20 yeah, half yeah. hour, whatever it is, 20 minutes, half hour. Gone into the dressing room, no one's saying a word, everyone's just watching the, the game because if Mansfield yeah, been yeah, fuck yeah. all. Like, yeah. So by the time we've gone back out, Mansfield have won the league. Mansfield, yeah. So we went out and beat Stockport five or six, I think, sent them down. But you know, we lost the league by a point. Yeah. And then we went into the playoffs, played Wrexham when they beat us over the two legs, even though we finished 20 points above them. What a roller coaster of emotions. Unbelievable, mate, unbelievable. But we were tops for so long, it just took up drained yeah. us for the energy. We, yeah. we and against the Wrexham, we were just with Fox, I mean, should go for that league all the time. They've done it, but Kidderminster, great, great, great time at Kidderminster. Really loved it, and it made me yeah. captain early. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Steve Burr, what a was guy. That the first time you bumped into Steve Burr at Kiddy? No, England C when I was at Nuneaton. Um, I was going to say, so yeah. So he was the assistant manager to Paul Fairclough um, yeah. at England C. Um, and he was saying to me, look, I really like you. Like, and, but Gaz knew about me more than Steve at the time. Um, yeah. Gaz, had, Gaz does his, his own work, he gets out and watches games. Um, but yeah, went in, Keith Riggs was captain to start off with. And he, he, he Is that your me. first time being captain? No, I captained, I, I captained everywhere I've been. I captained yeah. Bedworth when I was 16. Fucking um, hell. I captained Averston at times, Nuneaton at times then, Hinkley when Lavs weren't playing. I, I, did, I did that a little bit. But everyone I play for, yeah, I've been captain. So oh, that's boy. been a big, big, big honour, really. Yeah, so. definitely. How did the. Um how did it end up at uh, Kiddy then? Shit. And, and you went to... Uh... <laughs> Shit. I thought it was going to be at Kiddy for the rest of my career. Honestly, really? that's, how good, that's how good a time I had at Kiddy. Really really got on with some great players, great lads. Yeah. Management were good. Great setup. Really, really, really good, good club-like. Um, but Steve got the sack. Um, I mean, we, we had some great time. I mean, one of the highlights of Kiddy, you know, we've got Sunderland FA Cup fourth round, played at Stadium of Light. Um, we beat Peterborough in the third round. But they sacked Steve um, in the process of the replay. Um, we drew nil nil at Agra and then beat on three two away at Peterborough and then got Sunderland but they sacked him before the replay and then Andy Thorne come in done really well for me he, really, he was a defensive coach and stuff do you know what I mean really organised but the fans, were, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. fans weren't having him no. Steve Bird didn't give a fuck about defending he just wanted his side to excite him be like a five side team and it was like a basketball game every game <laughs> great to play in at times mm-hmm. but other times you're thinking as a holding midfield you're thinking fuck you now what's going yeah, on here like yeah. everyone's fucking going forward um, like you score five we'll score six for the team we had Joe Lolly Marvin Johnson whoa, you know, Jim, whoa hold on a minute yeah, Joe Lolly I mean, yeah he's what? come from lower than that as yeah. well Joe he's come from Littleton Town Littleton Town yeah. best, best 15 minute cameo I've ever seen in my life we played Chase Town in a pre-season friendly uh, hottest day of the fucking in the world honestly shit game always going to be nil-nil got this fucking ugly little bastard sitting on the bench Joe Lolly right <laughs> never met him in my life puts him on he looks like Punch and Judy doesn't he fucking nose his ear chin's ear fucking terrible anyway he gets him on fuck me scores an hat-trick in, in 15 minutes flicks it over the kid's head flicks it over the keeper makes someone else goal best hat-trick I've ever seen sign him sign him he was on £200 a week I think Used to call uh, we used to call Burry Gaffer. Obviously, he used to call him Steve. Mate, he used to crack me off. He, he didn't have a clue about football. Do you know what I mean? He was just <laughs> unbelievable playing. I think he was there for fifteen games, mate. He was and he just went on a different level, mate. Go Nottingham after that was it? Or he was went to he went somewhere else, didn't he? Huddersfield. Yeah, Huddersfield. Oh yeah, yeah. that's it. Huddersfield on yeah. an incredible deal. Yeah, incredible deal. Uh, everyone was after him, like. Villa, Leeds, Celtic, yeah. everyone looked at him, everyone. He was unbelievable, mate. Uh, the night we beat Peterborough in the replay, they tried to sign him that night. Fucking hell. Is he still playing now? He's in Sydney, playing for Sydney. Is he? Jesus. Millionaire for a Bitcoin, apparently. Really? Not for yeah. football, for a Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Not so, yeah. bad, is it? But I mean, some of the, some of the lads there, I mean, like, even like the local, like Jack Byrne was an incredible player. I've heard that, uh, Jack Byrne, he, he's at Boldmere now, but he, he, he could have just, he should have been a football league player, do you know what I mean? He could get yeah, the game yeah. by the scruff of the neck. Lee Vaughan again, it was a great yeah. right back for time. Mickey Dimitri, Josh Gowling, Shay Dunkley. Mm. They were all on the same team that you know that year we, we should have won the league. Uh, Danny Jackman, um Jimmy Matt, striker, Michael Gash, Ooh, Anthony yeah, Malbon. Yeah, yeah. I mean then them two scored twenty six apiece that year. It was like yeah. incredible. It was like who's gonna score the most goals and he scored um, loads in one season, didn't he? Who did it? He went quite high, didn't he, Michael Gash? Gash ended up going to Cambridge, Newport. Yeah. Um, but he was he was incredible. I mean, one of the closest mates in football. Um, incredible for us. 
we, we, we like I said, the, the time I had a kid, he was it was unbelievable. But I thought I was going to be there for the rest of my career. Then Steve got the chop, Andy Cohen got the chop, Gaz got the job. And no disrespect to, to Gaz at the time, the dressing room just wasn't the dressing mm. room. He was fighting a losing battle because we were struggling the league. Um, and he just went to me, I want you gone almost. And I was like, fucking, where's that come from? Being captain as well. Uh, we were playing in Eton. I can remember playing in Eton. And um, we were near the bottom and they were near the bottom and we went in and my name wasn't even in the squad. Thinking, what what okay. the fuck's happened here? Like, me and Gaz never had a bad word to say about each other ever. Uh, and Mark Crichton was his, uh, his assistant at the time. And not the door, I said, why am I playing? He went, well, this is happening, this is happening. And they were just fucking stumbling, muttering, not, not saying too much. I went, listen, look at me now. I said, I will stay at this club and I'll take £100 off my wages. And I was nowhere near the height of Josh Gowling on a grand, Vaughan on nines. I was on 550. Nothing. Captain. Do you know what I mean? Play every week, 550 a week, thinking, what the fuck? Something's gone on here. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or you just don't like me or whatever. So but I'll take £100 off my wages and I'll stay. Because they were saying they couldn't afford me anymore. Thinking, which load, load of bollocks. Do you know what I mean? Uh, he went, oh, I just think it's time for a change, Stars. If they can come in for you, if Wrexham can come in for you. I went, whoa, 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 Wrexham? What, what are you on about? Like, I don't want. The battles I've had against Wrexham, they fucking ate me and I ate them. Mm. Simple as that. We hope you enjoyed part one of Carl Storer and his incredible journey so far. Join us for part two where there's even more laughs, more stories and more football talk. And make sure you're following us on social media at the Non-League Treatment Room so you know when it's out. Sports Social Podcast Network.